old William of thinking we have to protect our culture at all costs and not allow for other cultures to come in and possibly taint it. That's bad. New William of if we want to get anywhere in the United States, even in the globe, we are going to have to accept the fact that our in order for our culture to penetrate, we're going to have to allow for other cultures to embrace and to celebrate that as well. All right, everybody. Hey, welcome to the Brown Experience Cultural Appropriation. Ooh, this is such a heavy topic. And to, uh, to talk about this topic, my name is William. This is Javi. What's up, Javi? How's it going, Will? It's, uh, we'll see how it's going after this, uh, after this show. I mean, we'll see if I talk to you after this one because I wasn't ready for this one and you know it. Why? So, uh, and the audience might be a little bit be like, what the heck is he talking about? But you know, that's the whole point. I have my opinion. I have my own platform and you have your own platform and that we want to hear from you on your comments. Yeah. I have been biting my nails all prepping for the show uh, because who knows, we'll be looking for a new co-host or Javi will fire me. We're going to figure out what happens after this. So so let's just get into it. Uh, cultural appropriation. Um, the definition. I'm going to go ahead and uh, share with you the definition I have written down, which I did find from uh, Wikipedia, which we know how trustworthy it can be sometimes good information but um uh good information but uh you know it's not always completely 100 percent factual so the definition is the adoption of an element or elements of one culture or identity by members of another culture or identity paraphrasing that it basically means somebody taking somebody else's uh things that represent their culture um, whatever that looks like. And we're going to discuss a little bit about that and using it or benefiting from it or all that stuff. Um, not using it in an appropriate way. Hobby. See, I did further research on this one just because again, it could be a hot topic, but the way that I took it, took it and I took a lot of the information from dictionary.com and .co.com, which is a culture. Um, what we need to understand though, is that it's two different words. And in order to understand cultural appropriation, we first must look at the two words to make up the term as a whole. So culture is defined as the beliefs, ideas, tradition, speech, and the material objects associated with a particular group of people. Appropriation is the illegal, unfair, or injustice taking something that doesn't belong to you. Okay, so all of that makes cultural appropriation. So you made exactly my definition sound way better, by the way. <laughs> I mean, the way I look at it, it's like it's taking something or it's being unfair to whether it fits your beliefs, your ideas, traditions, your speech, your material, you know. So this one, that's how I look at it. Well, give us an example. Just kind of for our audience, kind of show or share what that application would look like to you. See, an example that I have that I recently have heard of is how different other cultures celebrate Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo, they take it as like, first of all, Cinco de Mayo is not Mexico Independence Day. It's not. So, but they take it. And if you're not well informed, you know, 
they come here and they celebrate Cinco de Mayo as if it was Mexico Independence Day. They put out tequila. Uh, I see, you know, sombreros, uh, sombreros, uh, fake mustaches with the tequila, with the panchos. Um, and then they'll be taking pictures and posting on their Instagram, you know, margaritas and margaritas tacos. That's not Cinco de Mayo, you know. Doing that, taking someone's culture and putting that person that all that all Mexicans on Cinco de Mayo are just nothing but drunks doing this. <laughs> Sorry, this is it, so funny. It, it's really not. And yeah. then it's funny part because like still I have some aunts and uncles who live in Mexico and they've seen some of the things that we do here in the U.S. on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. And they're laughing because we're like, we don't even do anything like that. In Mexico, yeah. at Cinco de Mayo, we don't even celebrate. I mean, we celebrate it. But we don't even do half of the stuff that we do on September 16, which that's our Mexico that's Independence Mexican, Day. Yeah. It's not Mexico Independence Day, just to rephrase that, you know, and it's something that it's been done or said. Oh, it's Cinco de Mayo. It's time for margaritas. Yeah. <laughs> or it's time for tacos or whatever the case is. Yeah. But. The time for tacos and margarita, you guys, September 16th, <laughs> that's the day. No, <laughs> but especially just because, you know, when men or women go out there and they start dressing with a bunch of sombreros and they act or look drunk on their pictures and they're just saying this is the right thing to do because it's in Puerto Mayo. That's not right. Yeah. So no. So do you think uh, and a good example of cultural appropriation um, in a good or a bad way is Disney? You think that's a good example of that, of the movie Coco? I love the movie Coco. And you know what the funny thing is that in order for me, I knew that there was an English version and I knew that there was a Spanish version. Mm. I went in there and watched the Spanish version and it made a lot of sense. Mm. Everything about it, I didn't even think that it was Disney who made this movie. Mm. I just felt that it was a real traditional, you know, whether, you know, they took a lot of uh, stuff from Mexico, but I felt that it was an original piece. When I watched it in English, though, it was interesting because some of the, the language, it could have been taken out. It, 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 it was. I agree with you on that part. And it just really depends. Spanish, no. English, yes. So question um, in regards to that. So would you say you wouldn't say that cultural appropriation or this subject here is another organization another company that's not either based in latin america or has latin american representation taking something from latin america you wouldn't call that cultural appropriation you would call somebody who is not of latin culture uh using latin culture in a negative and possibly even a derogatory way right no i i think disney did right with the movie coco yeah, I don't think they took anything wrong, you know, from that movie Coco. I think everything about it stayed within the culture components, you know, of being Latin America. You know, they were celebrating the Day of the Dead, and it's not just celebrated in Mexico; it's celebrated in many parts of the world with Latin Americans. So they did the right thing. They didn't take that away. Yeah, they didn't say where this was or anything like that. So no, no, so no. Got it. So, I mean, to me, and I guess I might be wrong, but see, the application that I see here is, um, again, from Wikipedia, uh, the application definition is this can be controversial when members of a dominant culture 
appropriate from disadvantaged minority cultures. So the way that I see that is I see a corporation that was not founded by Latins that doesn't have much Latin representation within the company. They might have had advisors. That's fine. You can have advisors. But how are you going to tell a story, right, about a culture in which you have very little representation, uh, especially at the top of your organization? Basically, what I'm trying to say, if you want to get it in layman's terms, is that you're profiting off of our culture uh, without even having representation at your company. What do you think about that? I mean, do you think that's a misuse of the term? I'm looking it up right now. The funny, not the funny, the interesting part is that the producer of the movie Coco was Darla Kate Anderson. Okay. Who, who's filmed many other movies, you know, she's an American writer, you know, she's won many different awards, but why wasn't the producer Hispanic? Why wasn't the producer Latin American, you know, maybe she was the one who came with the idea. Yeah. So I think, no, 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 no. Got it. Yeah, no, I think. So you're uh, kind of going into the way that, let me ask you a question. What is your take? Because you consider yourself Chicano. So just because you're Chicano, you cannot go out there in your community and put up a Chinese restaurant. Well, I'm going to, let me revisit the Coco thing. I think um, Disney did a wonderful job. I watched it. I thought it was amazing. I guess the issue that I have with it is that without proper representation, just in my opinion, from any organization, you cannot tell us how to represent our culture or what our culture should look like from your eyes. That's the issue I really have with the whole Coco thing is... You know, if you want to produce these movies, if you want to have, you know, uh, obviously you're, you're now you're spilling into, um, you know, minority and different cultures other than just American culture. You have to have representation, especially at the top. I don't think it's fair. I don't think that you can start making money and producing all these movies and think you're going to make a billion. Oh, I made a billion dollars off Coco. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. But here's the thing. You have no board members who represent Latin culture. You, uh, I just personally don't think it's fair. But yet yeah, they can profit off for that. So going back to your deal, there's two answers to this. My first is how I used to view it and how I view it now. And I'll share with you the whole perspective very, very quickly. Um, I used to view it as, no, it's not fair. You are basically, some people call culture vultures, meaning you're basically living off of another culture that you don't represent and that it's not fair. Uh, if you do, and this, you can look at many examples of this, um, of other cultures profiting from African Americans and profiting from Asians, excuse me, profiting from Asians, Middle Easterns and all that stuff. Um, when they have no representation or they themselves are not from that culture, uh, I don't personally think it's fair, but, um, how I view it now, Javi is, um, I think if we, again, you guys want to go and watch our, uh, unite episode, uh, that was uh, episode two, three. Um, watch that one. I think if we are as a Latin culture, uh, want to be represented and we want to appeal to the masses, we are going to have to open up. We are going to have to expose our culture and allow for everybody else to um, to celebrate our cultures uh, in whatever way that, that they feel is, is best to represent the culture. So um, in the past, I thought, oh, okay, Coco, come on, like, you know, 
what, what's up with that? Now the way I look at it is I'm like, listen, it wasn't perfect. No movie ever is going to be perfect. Uh, but it's out there and it brought a lot of uh, great elements of the culture uh, to an audience who maybe wasn't familiar with it. And, you know, the acting was pretty good and, and, the, uh, and the, uh, the characterizations were great. So um, my viewpoint on that has now changed while doing this, while actually uh, starting the brand experience and making this happen. And I'll tell you why. Because if we want for, um, if we want for other cultures to accept us, if we want for this melting pot of the United States to embrace us, we are going to have to allow for ourselves to be vulnerable. We're going to have to allow for other people and exposure, whether negative or positive, be put out there. And so I actually wore this shirt today for a reason, uh, not just to uh, promote a uh, Chicano-owned business. Uh, Born and Raised, uh, right there you'll see it, the logo. And Born and Raised actually today, uh, they released a line of uh, Lakers gear in partnership with, with their own company. And it was cool because I seen I seen a uh, a cheerleader wearing a born and raised um, sweatshirt, and she happened to be from a different race. And at first, I thought, "Well, who is she to be wearing that? That's our culture. That's our thing. That's our lettering. This is our company." Blah blah. blah. But then I thought, "Wow, that's so cool." You know, with my change perspective, that is so cool. It is no longer the first reaction of trying to be protective, right, of our culture and 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 try to you know, allow nobody to hurt it. Instead, I thought, wow, that is so cool. That is so cool that she's embracing that. Maybe she doesn't even know what it means, right? <laughs> but it's just so cool to see her in that. It's so cool to see her um, just proud to show that, you know, show that in social media. And I think that that's awesome. Bobby? I mean, to me, the, uh, the way that I look at it, it's like, as long as you're not disrespecting the, an individual's culture, more power to you. If you want to go ahead and start a business that you're very passionate about, and I'm going to go ahead and bring cuisine, you know, let's say that I'm very passionate about Italian. I'm very passionate about, um, Chinese food and I know it, you know, I want to run a business, you know, it should be more power to me. As long as I'm not disrespecting the culture itself yeah. or the people or the foods or anything like that, there shouldn't be no problem to it. And it takes it back and I'm going to take it back. So one of the other examples that I wanted to go ahead and discuss today before we end this one, this platform, it's, for example, American football. Everyone knows what the Super Bowl is. Okay. Everyone knows it being as an American um, sport. But what happens, you know, at the Super Bowl, it's a halftime show. This year, we had two powerful Latinas being the being the stage presence and they were the talk they were the talk for at least a whole month yeah and they're still being talked you know they won some of the awards because of that show but many americans who identify themselves as white they felt that it wasn't right for them to come out the way they did because they're latinas you know but i felt that a lot of the things that they did express themselves as latina women that's my thought and that's beautiful. And I think um, so to summarize, my point is old William of thinking 
we have to protect our culture at all costs and not allow for other cultures to come in and possibly taint it. That's bad. New William of if we want to get anywhere in the United States, even in the globe, we are going to have to accept the fact that our in order for our culture to penetrate, we're going to have to allow for other cultures to embrace and to celebrate that as well. Um, mm-hmm. Just like Javi said, though, uh, respectfully do so. And, uh, and I will respect you because, hey, I love sushi. I got introduced to sushi maybe like five mm-hmm. years ago, and I love it. And I would never disrespect, you know, whenever I go there, I look at, you know, their display there and everything. I'm not going around with the plate, you know, spinning it around, taking Instagram pictures and all that because I don't know what it is and I don't know what it represents and I don't want to be disrespectful. So I think as long as uh, you take that approach as well, you won't have any problems. And if you want to go back to the brown stereotype of us being spicy and fiery, you don't want any problems. <laughs> you know and I want to go at you other well, like it, it's beauty or concept, you know, here in the United States, I feel like there's more than one culture and we have to embrace every single culture. There's not one specific culture, one specific language yeah. that the United States have. Yeah, it's English. We know that. But what is really the United States culture? There's so many background and cultures that we have to adapt to all of them as long as we respect one another. That's all that matters. Yes. That's all that matters. Respect is huge. I mean, respect is huge, especially in the environment I came up in. It's like, you know, respect mm-hmm. and you cross that line, you cross and, and not in not in a good way. And so um, I think, yeah, I think we have to embrace it. We if we're accepting and and inviting of other cultures and, and what they present to us, we have to be accepting and what they want to um, embrace and present to to their culture as well. So I'm excited. You know, I, I'm glad that, you know, I've, I've kind of went through this whole Brown experience and created it because it's definitely changed my, my whole thought process and all that stuff when it, when it comes to that. So uh, that's our cultural appropriation show. Um, if you agree with us, did we have the definition right of cultural appropriation? Um, are there some examples maybe where it's not done right in your life or your part of the country? Or is do you not agree with uh, other cultures representing yours? Let us know in the comments. Uh, give us a like, subscribe. Um, let us know how you feel because this is your platform to speak. And uh, we want to make sure that uh, the culture is presented well, respectfully, and um and 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 the right way javi any final thoughts no i mean i'm looking forward for some of the comments comments i want to hear them you know don't stay quiet this is your platform we're doing this for all of you we're not just here speaking we're doing this because we want you to speak up okay yeah absolutely absolutely so thank you guys for watching we'll catch on the next episode bye